0: is the Big Church Podcast. Wow, 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 and more wow. What an incredible month this has been. Has this been good? Has this month been so good? i tell you what's happened. God has hit refresh in a lot of people's lives. We just came out of a fast, and we're hearing story after story about what God has done during this time. He's brought people back who were far away from him. Our altars, we had a service where everybody laid an index card. Come on, you ought to be excited that you left it here at the altar that morning. There was cards everywhere of people who got set free from something they'd been carrying their whole life. These altars have been full. Salvations, we've had people getting saved this month. And listen, let me just tell you, people are rededicating their lives and we're seeing whole rows of family. Wave at me, family, over here. Wave at me. Come on. Whole rows of families that are coming back to where they intended to be. Many of you are watching us online, and I just want to tell you something. Welcome to our family. You might be somewhere else watching this morning, but you are part of the big church family. And we want, come on, let's, we always clap for who's in the room. Let's clap for who's watching online. God is so good. We started 2021 great, but I'm gonna here to tell you that the best is yet to come. You want to buckle up and you want to get in the right seat? Well, we're going somewhere in 2021. If you want to go with us and you want to get on board, hey, we're right there with you. Today, today, ooh, I'm feeling all Pentecostal with my, come on. I got my shirt that I can sweat in. I'm feeling good. Today, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge us to hit reset. We have refresh up here, but I want to challenge us to hit reset. Seems like there's been a lot of R's this month, right? In my best pirate voice, I'm going to say, R's been a lot of R's. That was a good dad joke, y'all. But there's been a ton of R's this whole month. But listen, when you go, when you talk about the word reset, Reset in a computer clears any errors. It brings a system to its normal condition or back to its initial state. You may ask, why do we need to do reset sometimes? Well, your device may not be working the way that you want it to. How many of us sit and we... We poke buttons on our phone, and, and, and we have our computer. And we're always messed. It's not working fast enough, or it's locked up, and my wife will be hitting, and she's, like, beating that thing to death. Come on. And sometimes you just got to lightly tap it, and it'll reset. Well, sometimes it's not working the way that you should. But have you, have you, have you ever had to reset your computer? You ever had to? So I was going to work yesterday, and I hit update on my iPad. Well, that messed me up for about 30 minutes because that little bar just kept barely moving. But it helped to reset my iPad. But you know what? A lot of times we have to reset a router and a breaker or something. And let me just tell you, and I'm not gonna name the cable company I'm with, (laughs) just for the fact that I'm I'm on live stream too. But the one that I have right now, I probably would never recommend it to anyone because as the eternal circle, and she asked me a lot of times, and says, what are you watching? I still got this thing on, don't I? She's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm trying to get this stupid TV to work. So sometimes I gotta go to the breaker and I gotta turn the breaker completely off and back on letting the, it's, it's, it's through the internet, so I had to let it all refresh and reset. And there's times when I'm sitting there cussing under my, ooh, did Pastor Rich... I'm kidding, I wasn't sometimes. (laughs) But let me ask you a question. What would cause us and what would cause you to have to do a reset? There could have been a death in the family. Maybe you've been through divorce or maybe you've lost a job or financial loss. Anybody in here ever broke a bone? I have never broke a bone in my life that I know of, that I went to the doctor for. I think there was a few that I might have broken that I just didn't realize I broke. But a lot of times what happens when you break a bone, you can reset that bone. And many times it's good as it was in the normal conditions that it was. So good news is that that which is broken can always be reset and restored to what God wants it to be. The title of my message is this, and you're going to tell how country I am. It ain't over till it's over. And I don't care, Miss English teacher ain't is in my vocabulary, so it's okay. But you know, there used to be a saying a while back in the sports world, it's not over till the fat lady sings, right? Anybody ever heard that one? Okay, half of y'all back have heard that one. But God is the God of the reset. God is the God of the comeback. And my favorite, you're about to hear my favorite reset story in the Bible. Sometimes to reset God will let you run. Let's read Luke fifteen. Can I get that water? Um, thank you. Luke fifteen twelve says this: A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, "Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me." So the father divided to them his livelihood, which was in his inheritance. What had happened here is we had a dissatisfaction in the father's house. This young man came to his dad and said, I want what's what's rightfully mine, but usually I don't get that until after you pass away. But a lot of times we live in a very dissatisfied culture. We always want more money and we're always changing jobs and we want a bigger house. And the one we're in right now is just not quite big enough for us. And we talk about divorce and I'm not downing anybody on divorce because I've been divorced. My lovely wife has been. But divorce is over 60% right now. And also what we're looking for in a dissatisfied culture is we want a better church. Maybe this one's not your cup of tea, or maybe that one, or I don't like that. Can I just tell you, if you're looking for a perfect church, you'll probably never find one, and if you're looking for it here, you're probably never going to find it here. If you're looking for perfect pastors, you might look somewhere else because it ain't here. Why are we so dissatisfied? It's because it's all about us. We live in a very entitled culture that we live in right now. It's, it's a bunch of give me, and, and, and you owe me, and it ought to be free. Old saying that used to be, there ain't nothing in life for free. It will always cost you something. This boy came in and said, I deserve this inheritance. And guess what the father did? He gave it to him. You're probably thinking, what in the world? I wouldn't give that spoiled brat nothing. I wouldn't." Get, he's cried and whined around here for the last few years wanting to go somewhere. Why would I give it to him? But he gave it, and what was he thinking? But sometimes, listen to me. We have to let our kids make the mistakes they need to make. Sometimes God has to let us make the mistakes that we need to make to get us to the place where we need to be in him. All we can do as parents, all we can do as Christians, all we can do is lead from a place of experience and we can say, been there and done that. So many young people, we tell them all the time, don't do that. You know why we tell them not to do that? It's because We probably already messed it up once. And you all know what I'm talking about. You try to tell your kids something that you've already been through and you know the outcome of it so you don't want them to go through the same pain, hurt, or whatever. Wisdom is birthed from mistakes. You don't need to keep making the same ones over and over and over and over. But we learn from our mistakes or we should or we should learn from other people's mistakes too. God will allow you to go and run in order to get you back. Listen to verse 13. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together. He took everything he had. And he journeyed to a far country. Say far. And there he wasted his possessions on prodigal living. Which means he wasted his stuff on reckless living. He was the life of the party. Anybody ever been the life of the party out there? I have been. He was popular. He was a rock star. He was fun. It was all good. Everything was going his way. But the Bible says this. It says that sin is pleasurable for a season. It's fun for a while until it starts catching up with you. It's fun for a while until you start seeing the marks of of where you've been. It's pleasurable. And sometimes it will let you go down that road. And many times you'll find out that you find out who your friends are when you start being a Christian. you find out who your friends are when, when, when things in your life start changing so radically that they don't know who you are anymore. And let me just be honest with you, you may lose somebody. But when you lose somebody for Jesus, you gain the whole world. Don't worry about those people who used to be with you. Let's look for the people who are going with you somewhere. So he was the the rock star. He had all kinds of friends, he thought. But look at 14. But when he had spent all, everything his inheritance that he had, he spent it all, there arose a great famine in that land. And he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him to the fields to feed the swine or the pigs. And he would have gladly have filled his stomach with the pods and the swines ate. And no one gave him anything. Here he was, he used to have it all, but now he's in the pig pen. He's sitting there. And what happens is with mud in the pig pen, you don't notice you're in the mud until you're in the mud. Sometimes when you're in the mud, you're, I said this a, a few months ago, but you track this stuff in the stuff in the house and it's all over the place and you don't pay any attention to it when it's on the bottom of your shoe. You don't even see it. I walk through the house a couple of times and we have two little darling dogs that leave presents. They leave them in the church here during the week too, so we have to make sure we pick them up. But the other day, I stepped on one of the presents on the carpet as I walked in the front door. And guess what it did? I didn't realize I did it until I got all the way down the hallway into the kitchen. I didn't tell you about this. Here we go. (laughs) And as I looked back, there was little trails of, of smeared substance on the floor. I didn't notice it. When it was on the bottom of my feet. That's the way sin is a lot of times. I didn't notice it was on the sole. But even when it gets a little above your shoe. Almost to your ankle. Well sometimes you still kind of shake it off a little bit. It'll be okay. It's going to be fine. But after a while. If you're in the same place that you're always in. It gets to become knee deep. And listen. When it's knee deep you can still walk in it. It's a little harder to walk in. But you can still do it. But before too long. Sin is pleasurable for a season. Before too long, it gets to be up to your neck. And sometimes it gets to be over your head. And you sit back and you look and you say, how? Think about this in your life. How did I end up here? Anybody had a how did I end up here moment? If I could get all of mine up. How did I end up here? But sin is costly. The devil doesn't want just part of it. He wants all of you. Sin takes you deeper than you want to go. And yes, I'm talking about sin on a Sunday morning at church, and I think we're going to start talking more about it. But sin takes you deeper than you want to go. He went from having it all to being in want. He went from the spoiled rich kid to not having anything. Here's the the amazing thing about that. It doesn't take long to get to that place. Not as long as you think. Some people it's a lifestyle, it's a lifetime. Some people it's pretty quick. But in that place, what you'll find is you're going to find regret. You're going to find shame. You're going to find disappointment. I'm speaking to someone. You're going to find anger. You're going to find hurt. And what happens is if you let that thing stay in your life, it's going to take a root and it could take a lifetime to get out. Sometimes to reset, God will allow you to revisit. God always allows you to revisit. Let's look at 17. Probably one of my favorite verses in the Bible. But when he came to himself, think about that. He said, how many of my father's servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. The servants at home got food, I've got nothing, I'm sitting here. It was an aha moment in his life. I've had some aha moments in my life thinking, man, this is not where I intended to be. He realized he was not in the place that he was intended to be. He was sitting there in the mud going, I wish whew, I could hit rewind. Anybody ever want to hit rewind in your life? I've, I've wanted to hit rewind. So I wish I could just scratch that part out of the rewind, fast forward, rewind, rewind. He was sitting there in the pig pen wanting to hit rewind. Nevertheless, even though he had to understand that he was still in the pig pen. He had a choice to make. Accountability plus responsibility equals freedom. The first step to hit reset is God will let you return. A lot of R's. (laughs) I will arise, in verse 18, and I will go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. He goes, he came to himself and thinking, man, I've got to go back home because I I have to fix some things that I messed up. There are some things back home that you need to fix that you messed up. There's some maybe things you're trying to repair right now. And I'm just giving you the the good news is God is the God of the restoration process. It may not happen overnight. It may not happen when you want it, but he will restore. I wrote this down. The prodigal son walked away from home. He left home, but he didn't lose it. It wasn't taken from me. It was still the same place where he left it. Yeah. Nevertheless, he, he was ha- here's the problem. He was having a hard time trying to find out where it was again. Why? Because he'd gotten off track. He'd gotten off track. He'd been blinded by the things around him and by the things of the world. And listen, the main thing he did is so many things that we do. He forgot how good the father was. So many times in our life we forget how good God has been to us. So many times God comes to us and he changes our lives and he does the things that we've been begging him to do all the while to leave him back. And we forget how good he really was. Action is the first step to hit refresh. You can't just sit in the mud. The devil wants you to just sit in the mud. He wants you to wallow around in that stuff. He wants you to to keep playing the same old uh, song that you've been playing in your life. He wants to keep you in that place. So what what you have to do sometimes is you just got to get up out of the mud and you got to take yourself back to the original place you intended to be. You got to hit reset. And when you do, God will restore. Verse 20. And he arose. This is probably my favorite. This whole story has my whole favorite part. I'm just telling you. And he arose and he came to his father. But when he was a great way off, his father saw him and he had compassion and he ran and he fell on his neck and he kissed him. I picture the father sitting on the porch every day saying, my son's coming home. My son's coming home. My daughter's coming home. I, I picture him sitting there in a rocking chair every single day, looking off into the horizon, hoping someone was walking down the road. I got news for you today. Keep praying for that person you've been praying for. Keep believing for what it is, because one day you may see them walk through the face of this church right here. You've got to keep praying and believing. Bible says, train up your children in the ways that they'll go. When they're old, they won't depart from it. I got news for you praying parents in here. There is that Holy Spirit that is speaking to your child every day, speaking to your boy, speaking to your girl, telling them about it, and they're going to come walking in one day. God promised us the prodigals were coming home several years ago. Oh, man, I'm feeling good. Y'all feeling good in here this morning? I feel like God is good this morning. I got news for you today, too. God sees you a great way off. He saw, and I love the part where he probably had his servant say, I think I see somebody coming down the road. He didn't have his cheaters on like I need almost every single day, like in every room of the house. But he saw something, and he grabbed his servant. He said, who is that? Is there somebody coming down the road? Hey, hey, and and the servant said to him, hey, there is an object coming. It's your son. And you can tell the, the, the joy that he had at him. It said he ran and he saw him and he kissed his neck. But here's what he could have done. Oh, help us, Lord. He could have judged him. And he had every right to. He could have said, listen, boy, you disgraced me, you disrespected me, you drained me, you did everything to make me look bad. So that was the choice that most of us would make. But the father didn't make that choice. Bible said he ran. The father didn't care what he looked like. He was running. He didn't care what he acted like. He was running. It said he kissed him. He was not shameful enough to grab hold of his son and give him a big old sloppy wet kiss. He hugged him. You know why that was significant? Because that boy just got out of the pig pen. Y'all ever smell what a hog smells like? Hog stays with you for days. (laughs) All country folk going like, what is... uh, No, no, city folk are like, what is he talking about? Is that sausage or pork? What is he talking about? He hugged him. The smell didn't bother him. Verse 21. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Look at 22. But the father said to his servants... Bring out the best robe and put it on him, put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet, and I want you to bring the fatted calf out and kill it and let us eat and let us be merry. Here's the thing: he wasn't concerned about the comeback speech. You notice it? He starts to tell the father this, and father said, "Oh, whoa, oh, wait a minute, um, Mike, go get the, go get the robe, go get the ring." Uh, Go get the fatty calf. Uh, I don't even want to hear what you got to say because you're home. You all know what significance that. He doesn't want to hear your comeback story. He just wants you to come back. He just wants you to come back. He was home. God didn't wait till you had it all figured out and had it all together to bring restoration. God can bring restoration just the way you are. He said, bring that robe out here. Don't grab that one that you put on sometimes. You hope nobody sees you at home walking around in it. Y'all got one of those robes. Y'all got some of those sweatpants that you probably shouldn't. Y'all are too holy in this place. You got them holy sweatpants. You got that robe that stinks a little bit. You still wear it. That ain't the one dad said to put on this boy. He said, bring out the best robe. He didn't wait till he was all cleaned up. He didn't say, I want you to hose him off because he stinks. He said, put the best robe on him. You know why? Because that boy was cold. He was naked. He was disrespected. He was just feeling already bad. So he said, grab him up. Our dirt does not bother God. He clothes us with righteousness over top of, aren't you glad that he clothes you with righteousness over top of all? Because the Bible says your own righteousness is as filthy rags. He clothes you just the way you are. And let me just tell you something. This is not just an event. It's a process, a continual work of God in your life. He said, grab that ring. You know what that ring was a sign of? It was a sign of covenant. That ring meant you are part of the family. You're mine. And also it meant in those times you were back in a position of authority. He didn't, he didn't make him start out as a servant. So many times we got the, uh, they come back and they've got to start on the low, lowest point on the totem pole. Well, you can start after feeding the hogs and you can start since you already have experience doing that. You can start out as the bottom tier. You can sleep out in the barn with everyone else. He said, No, 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 no. This is my son. I put a ring on him. He's mine. And I love this part. He put sandals on his feet. Back then, only servants and slaves were barefoot. The boy had lost his shoes, he lost everything. He said, Not my son. Put the sandals on his feet. And here's the one all you guys are going to love. He said, We're going to eat some meat tonight. We just got off of a 21-day vegetable fast, and it was awesome. But man, but man, did I, we tore up some wings that that Tuesday. Oh, my goodness. I'm already getting hungry. He said, I want you to bring the fatted calf out. He said, I don't want you just to bring anything out here. We ain't eating bologna tonight. We're not eating a Big Mac tonight. We are having prime rib. Rib. Can I get an amen on that one? All you carnivores in the house. But here we go. This is it. All these things, listen to me in the next few minutes, are signs of restoration. Because forgiveness would be empty without restoration. You might be able to forgive somebody for something But to restore them back to where they are in your place, in your life, that means a lot. Forgiveness would be empty without restoration. And here's the thing. The son was coming home at first. Why was he coming home first? Because he was hungry. He was tired. He was cold. He was lonely. He was misplaced. He was all gone. He was going back for the reasons that he wanted to go back for. But listen, the actions of the father did this. It brought true repentance because the son saw love displaced. He saw the love of the father. The father didn't tell him. He showed him the love. The actions of the father showed all over this boy. The son saw love displayed. And the, because the Bible says the goodness, the goodness, the goodness of God draws men to repentance. To appreciate where you are or where you were going, sometimes you've got to appreciate where, sometimes you've got to look back to where you were. That right there we'll preach all day long. Sometimes to know the place that you're in right now where God has you, you need to look back to where you were. I, myself, was in the pig pen of life. I've been in the pig pen a couple of times in my life. I was dirty. I was shameful. I was broken. I was living in regret. I was saying that God could never use me again because of this and because of that. I needed restoration in my life. So what God did, he allowed me to revisit my first altar and go back to where I was. And like David, I said to this guy, I said, restore, another R, restore to me the joy of your salvation. God is faithful if you ask him for restoration. Restoration. I asked him during that time, God, I want to feel like I used to feel. I want to go back to the place where I I knew you personally. I've been so far away. God, I caused myself to go there. But God, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Verse 24. For this, my son was dead. Listen to this. And he's alive again. He was lost, but now he's found. And said, so "They began to be merry." I got news for you today. You were once dead, and God hit the reset button for you. I'm re- I'm getting ready right now to release those people that are going to be baptized. Come on, if you're if you're being baptized, stand up and, and be released to the back. Come on! Hey, 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 hey! This is a big deal. These people are getting a reset, some of them for the first time, but some of them are getting a reset in their lives. Why, Why does this story mean so much to me? Because it's my story. It's my story. I had to hit reset many times. Maybe it's yours too. Maybe you're watching out there online and you're like, man, I need a a reset in my life. But I'm going to ask you today, are you sitting in the mud that you've always sat in? Have you hit the bottom? There may be some areas in your life that are not functioning properly. You just might need a reset. And you know what a reset means? All it means is to come back to the original place where you were. And maybe, you don't, maybe you've never hit that reset button. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior. God is calling. He's sitting on that front porch, rocking that chair. And he's going, man, I can't wait for them to come back. I can't wait for them to come to me. Let's all stand if we would, please. But you might ask this. You say, how... How do I, how do I hit reset? From failure, from hurt, from disappointment, from life. God, the Father, specializes in putting the broken pieces of lives back together. That's what his specialty is. Listen to me, no matter how much you've messed up, no matter how long you've waited, with God, it's never, uh, this is somebody needs to hear this. With God, it's never too late to start again. No matter what the enemy is telling you in your life, you messed up too much. You, you'll never be able to get in, in favor with God. It's never too late to start again with God. So as we get ready to close and then we baptize some people here in a few minutes. Maybe you're standing here and you've never made that choice to hit reset with God. Maybe you don't really understand what salvation is. Well salvation is just coming to God and saying, "God, forgive me, I'm a sinner. I've sinned against you. I want to restart. I want to reset my life with you." Let's all bow our heads and close our eyes and nobody, nobody look around just for the, the comfort of those standing next to you. If that's you, if you've never made that choice, would you please just lift up your hand. I see those hands. Maybe you know the Father's love or you've experienced it, but you just need a reset. That could be everybody's hand in this place. Maybe you're just a little bit muddy. Maybe you're not fully caught up in something, but there's some stains that you need to get rid of. And you just want a clean start. I got news today, good news. Jesus hit the reset on the cross. When he said, it is finished, he meant it is finished. There are some things in your life that that you need to hit reset on. And one of them is the cross and the blood of Jesus Christ. Because what happens, it gives you hope. It gives you salvation. It gives you a new life in him. The prayer team is going to be up on the left and the right. Right. And listen, we'd like to agree with you online. If you're, if you're going through something, we're going to be praying for you online too at, during this prayer time. And listen, if you've never given your heart to Jesus, I'm going to be over here on the left hand side. And if you need me to pray with you, I'd love to do that. Let's start this day, this Sunday, this baptism Sunday, and hit reset in our lives.